Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hey everyone, how are you? This is Nina B. Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh my gosh, we are back with a brand new episode, our first episode of 2024. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best. So now that it's 2024, would you please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as well? That would be so, so amazing. I would appreciate it so much because that is how we can keep growing in 2024. Also, please consider sharing this episode and this podcast with a friend who enjoys positive content in the audio space. Thank you so much. So we had a wonderful Christmas break. I hope you guys all had a great holiday season as well. We enjoyed some time away in Florida, visiting my mom down in Naples, which was great. And then we went up to Quebec City for some family fun together up in Canada. That was our first time in Quebec City. So that was great. And many people this time of year are thinking about New Year's resolutions. I'm sure some of you are thinking about that. New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals for the new year for 2024. For me personally, I'm just still reflecting on what happened in 2023. So maybe it's safe to say that I'm just sort of slowly easing my way into the new year. I'm not making any grand resolutions or grand goals this year. I'm just really hoping and putting it out there, manifesting a great year for all of us for 2024. I'm definitely, one thing I'm definitely going to do is try to prioritize my health this year, but that's not so much a new year's resolution as it is just wanting to feel good as I get older. Now that I'm 51, we all think about our health, right? So speaking of health, today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite brands for health and wellness, Mary Ruth Organics. Mary Ruth herself is a very important resource for all of us when it comes to our overall health and wellness. You guys know that this is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. Be sure to check out all their products for the entire family. They have so many great options to help boost your immunity and stay healthy in the new year. Charlie and Blaine take these every single day as well. If you go to maryruthsorganics.com, again, maryruthsorganics.com and use my promo code, good news, you will save money at checkout. Of course, we all want to save money. So that's good news, right? All that information, by the way, the website and the promo code, good news, that's all going to be in the show notes of this episode as well, in case you missed that. Anyway, we love Mary Ruth Organics and we want to thank them for being such an amazing sponsor of Nina's Got Good News. I know they love positive content as well. So now on to episode 112. Again, this is our first podcast of the new year. So 112, here we go. Today, we are going to focus on something that is near and dear to my heart, keeping hockey players safe on the ice. As you all know, both our kids play ice hockey, Charlie and Blaine. And of course, both our kids wear net guards. How do I know that? Because I watch their games and I confirm with them before the game that they have their net guards on. But unfortunately, net guards are not a mandatory part of the equipment. This past October, this issue was unfortunately in the news when a well-known professional hockey player, Adam Johnson, was cut by a skate blade in his neck while playing in England and he died. And we also had a tragedy here in Connecticut almost basically two years ago when 16-year-old Teddy Balkin was killed playing a hockey game here in Connecticut and was cut by a skate blade in his neck. 
both my kids, Charlie and Blaine, wear a sticker on their helmet that honors Teddy. It was truly every hockey parent's worst nightmare. Today, we're going to talk about what's being done to make our players safer so this never happens again. We're going to talk about a new brand on the market that is working hard to bring state-of-the-art, cut-resistant products to the players so everyone can be safe. If you play hockey or your kids play hockey or you know someone who plays hockey, please consider two things. First, please encourage them to always wear neck protection no matter what. And also, please consider sharing this podcast episode with them. This new brand we are talking about today is called War Road. War Road is named after a small town in Minnesota called War Road that is most famous as a hockey town. Everyone in War Road knows about ice hockey. One of our favorite NHL players, TJ Oshie from the Washington Capitals, all caps here, we love the caps, is one of the founders. The other founder, other than TJ Oshie, is Jason Olden, who also has a long history playing hockey himself, and he is now trying to make a big difference when it comes to helping players stay safe on the ice. Every single hockey mom is cheering this on. Bravo to Jason and TJ. Here is my recent conversation with the co-founder and CEO of War Road, Jason Olden from Colorado. And Jason Olden joins me now from Boulder, Colorado. Hey, Jason, how are you? Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. So good to see you. How's it going out there? How is everything at War Road? How's everything in Colorado? How are you doing? Well, we're in, we're in a great moment. I mean, War Road's obviously, uh, we've been around for about four and a half years. And obviously with the tragedy with, with Adam Johnson, we've seen kind of an uptick in the need and desire for the products we've been creating. Uh, so it's a uh, it's it's a it's a great moment for the brand. We didn't want the strategy to happen to kind of educate the crowd, but uh, we're in this moment now, and hopefully we can protect as many hockey players as possible. We're all about safety, right? For for all the hockey kids and then the hockey adults too. It's so important, and of course, that's as a mom, that's really like number one in my in my my mind all the time. So Jason, before we get into War Road, tell us a little bit about your background before you started War Road with TJ Oshie. Yeah, so, and I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So I grew up in Colorado. Um, I'm actually kind of a product of the 1980 Olympic team. Uh, I grew up about a mile and a half from the Broadmoor World Arena. And I was probably an eight-year-old in 1979 when the U.S. team was training at the the Broadmoor Memorial in, in, uh, in Colorado Springs. So I've always been a hockey freak. Um, it was my number one game. Played all the other games until I was about 14. And then ultimately hockey was the game that I chased. Out of high school, I went and did a did a season in the USHL in Sioux City, which was probably one of the coolest experiences a 18, 19-year-old kid can have. After two shoulder constructions, realized it was time for a different career path. So ultimately, I, I went to school originally to, to go into marketing. I thought I'd work for the NHL on the marketing side. Those were all my contacts. That was my passion. Uh, long story short, I ended up kind of chasing the whitewater scene and became a, a product enthusiast. So from there, I moved on and I actually worked for the North Face. And at the North Face, I worked in advanced products and worked with some of the best mountaineers and skiers in the world and got to build their gear. After that, I worked in the surf industry at Reef. And I ran the men's court category out of San Diego there, did that for about three years. And then in 2001, uh, my business partner and I started a creative, creative agency called Sid Factor that designs and builds products for the best brands and in, in retailers in the world. And so out of that, I reconnected with some hockey buddies um, and everyone was like, let's start a hockey brand. 
And my first reaction was like, mm, that's a that's a pretty small market. You know, usually everyone wants to talk about scale. Maybe a beer or two later, we started talking about, okay, if we're going to do it, number one, we have to have a great name. It has to have some reason. It has to have some purpose. We have to have real innovation and we have to have real star power. And so growing up, I, I spent my summers in, in Minnesota at Minnesota Hockey School, which was uh, the Grillo family as well as Herb Brooks started that. And what always hit me was these kids from War Road. They would come down and I'd hear all these stories. They get free ice time. They had access to the rink any day. They could drive the Zamboni. And I was like, how did I not grow up in that kind of hockey haven? So War Road was kind of a, an obvious one when it came to what names we could have. And they've been great partners as a, as a town as well. When it came to innovation, well, let me go to Star Power first. And so TJ. Yeah, how did you meet TJ? Yeah, so Osh, obviously he, he, he was born in Washington State. Um, his family had you know spent a bunch of time in War Road. He ultimately moves to War Road, I think, at 14 years old. And you know, kind of comes in as an outsider, had to prove himself. And then they win two state championships at, at War Road. And so when we land on the name War Road, and then obviously, you know, Gigi Marvin and TJ Oshi, and then there's a ton of names that came out of War Road itself. Well, Osha's agent, Matt Oates, happened to be a good buddy of another co-founder and myself. We played against each other in the USHL in the early 90s. And so we text Oatsy and we say, hey, let's uh, let's get a dinner with Osh in D.C., and Oshi and Lauren came out to dinner. We kind of talked through this concept. And by the end of dinner, we had a handshake deal. The next piece was, though, he was adamant about two things. We got to be innovative and we have to make sure we're giving back in this moment. You know, he's been fortunate to make a, a great living playing ice hockey. He's also been a great mentor to a ton of, ton of people around the world in the ice hockey space. But, he, you know, he brought up the give back was going to be both Alzheimer's, which his dad passed away from. And I got the opportunity to hang out with Coach Osh and get to know him and just a wonderful guy. And you can see where the spirit comes from with inside of TJ from his dad. He's got, he had great parents that supported him. And then ultimately, you know, when it came to the innovation side, um, one of the star players on the, the Washington Capitals in practice actually got his, his wrist nicked. Somebody was kicking over the boards, you know, just a normal shift change and nicked him in the wrist. And this player is a, a player everyone would know. He's going to break potentially a Wayne Gretzky record. And, you know, Osha's like, about Ovi? potentially, yeah. Potentially. Okay. Number eight. Love him. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is we, as you know, my history in product creation, we start to really look at, okay, number one thing it had to be is if the NHL players won't wear it, then it's not a, the correct product. We had to have a high level of protective but we also had to make it wear like they expect it to wear. And so the, the difficult part was finding a textile that was equally as protective as it was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately that was the first product we launched with. We, we use a, a patented textile out of Finland. Um, they've been our partner since day one. And that the original product was the Tylo. You know, a lot that's of times- the we, shirt, the base layer right. shirt that comes up with a neck guard attached, correct? correct. And okay. originally it was just wrist protection because it was truly premium product for NHL players. At that point, you know, we hadn't seen this tragedy at that level. You know, they thought wrists were equally as important, maybe because the wrist cut is probably 10 to one compared to a neck cut. The Tylo was truly designed by TJ. Uh, Tom Wilson had a ton of input on it as well. 
And the requirements were real. You know, TJ, and this is where the name came from, he wanted it tight in the sleeves and he wanted it looser in the body. So tight and loose, tie low. That was the, or the origin oh, story. Oh, tie low. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Love that. And then the other thing is he, he, you know, historically didn't wear a lot of undergarment. Like he wanted to be super thin, super breathable. Mm -hmm. The other issue that I'll say it's a dirty secret in hockey is skin irritations. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's bacteria driven. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of antimicrobials and not to get too into the, the science of it, but most of them are a topical treatment, which means it's just sprayed onto the face of the fabric. And after eight to 10 washes, it actually is no longer on the textile. So we created a, a, a product with um, Ionic Plus that actually has 7% of the garment is actual silver yarn. And so it's woven into the prep product. So constantly on contact, it's killing bacteria. And as we know, as hockey players, there's a ton of tradition where, oh, I scored a goal on this shirt last night. I'm, I'm wearing that same undergarment tonight. So yes, not, not, not every player is an NHL player where someone's doing your laundry every night. Yep. And so that a lot of the bacteria has come from that. And so we had the cut resistance and we had the bacterial and we also had this performance fit. And so that was kind of our parlay into the, the cut resistance. And that was about four and a half years ago. And so we saw this coming. We've had great relationships with the NHL and the player safety group there. Just amazing group, as well as USA Hockey, Hockey Canada. And, you know, as you know, different countries have mandated neck protection for decades. And, you know, USA Hockey, not to say they're not there to protect their players, but it hasn't been a required piece of equipment. You know, and to date, it's still not. We see a horizon line where there's a probability and that we will see mandates across all leagues. Why do you think, though, Jason, why do you think it is that USA Hockey is taken so long? Because, you know, obviously you were talking about Adam Johnson's death, but here in Connecticut two years ago, we had the death of a 16-year-old high school player that was cut to the neck here in Connecticut. And we all thought, everyone that lives around here, for sure there was going to be changes. And now two years later, here we are. And why is it so hard to make a change? Yeah, and, and I'll give credit credit to USA Hockey. They, they're paying attention to these things. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things involved. You've got liability involved. Um, you've got data involved. And ultimately, I think we're at a stage where it's a it's a conversation of data versus common sense. Because there isn't perfect protection. And, you know, everyone wants to use, you know, football helmets as part of the conversation. Well, it used to be this, now it's this. I think it, it, sadly enough, it takes a moment where maybe we never thought somebody could pass away on the ice like that. But yeah, I think we're in a stage and it is a, it's a change in ice hockey because we're very traditional. Yep. You know, and it's historically a tough guy sport. And anytime you maybe overprotected yourself, it looked, uh, it didn't seem like a hockey player. Yeah. But I think there's a the big wave of change and hopefully we can help protect more players with that. How are TJ's teammates and, you know, other, un, and just, you know, his colleagues in the NHL overall, how have they, have they tested out War Road? Obviously TJ is such a great spokesperson for your brand, for his brand with you. But, and I love, you know, watching all his videos and him talking about it and how important this is. And I love that he comes out there and shows that he's wearing it. But um, what's the reaction been like? from his teammates and other NHL colleagues. Are they on board with this or what are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, it is a change, right? And so uh, many NHL players, whether they're texting TJ or myself, um, they're all very curious because they all feel the same way. 
like longevity of a career is what we all want in a hockey player, right? So whether it's a knee injury, a shoulder injury, a skate laceration, whatever you can do to prevent their alignment. And so some of the top tier guys, it's going to be two things. I think it's going to be the influence of our top tier NHL players. And it's also going to be mandated players coming in. There's going to be a moment of change. Mm -hmm. um, what we're doing right now, as you can imagine, the supply chain of this product has been difficult. It's easy to make inexpensive products. It's more difficult to make premium position products. And that's mostly just because availability of the materials we use, you can't make them in two days. Right. You know, it's not a simple. It takes cheap. longer and it's more expensive. Yeah. And so what I'll say, do the NHLers start to adapt it? I think we will see change. Um, more and more requesting it. We actually are sending, even today, we got a first allotment of 240 units for the NHL guys, and we're sending those today. So I'm assuming you're going to see more players on the ice in the next, let's say, two to three weeks, mm -hmm. whether it's in practice or games, because they will get used to it before they put it into to gameplay. Yeah. So maybe they'll put it on in practice, yeah. see how it goes. And then, yeah, no, I love that. That would be great. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the demand because I'm on your, I'm on your wait list. <laughs> so I know, you know, all of a sudden, obviously we had the tragedy with Adam yeah. Johnson in October. And then all of a sudden, you know, your inventory is sold out. Is it's that your biggest challenge right now is just trying to make this make more faster? It's a great question. Cause one of the things we've been talking about with the leagues is you can't mandate it today because there won't don't be have the product. Right. And that's not just war rope. Yeah. You know? Oh no, I know. I went into pure hockey to get one for my son because his was too small and they were sold out. They only, they basically, it was the area where they sell the neck guards was basically bare. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's different levels of neck guards. Now, yeah. ultimately, we are in a moment where, as you said, we've got the pre-order. Um, there will be a first allotment of products that will start to ship right at the beginning of March. And then we're kind of just having a rolling production. We'll be fully up to, I'll say, capacity by the middle of July. Okay. In hopes that as 2024 comes and it's globally mandated yeah. for all leagues, that we'll be in a position to to protect those players. Okay. And are you guys going to have not only the shirt that's with the neck guard attached, or are you going to do a separate neck guard too? How is that? That's a, that's a great question. And this is one of those dilemmas as a product creator when the best protection is a full garment. And, yeah. and the reason it is, is when we look at neck protection, it's about effective coverage. And so effective coverage, but then still comfortable enough to wear is kind of the challenge in design. Now, ultimately, when you look at the neck, you try to get as high as you can, and then you also want to move as low as you can. When mm -hmm. it's just the donut, mm -hmm. I call it the donut because it, it's kind of what it looks like. But ultimately, yeah. the donut is the effective coverage is one portion. Um, they're also kind of historical. They move a lot. They can give a little chafing. Um, we are making one right now. My, If I only made one product, it would be a, a neck protection built into the top. Yeah. Because... Number one, it's easier for kids to find in their bag. And so they just put on one piece of gear and it's time to go. And it's also a safer product. Yep. You know? But in the end, my point about uh, data versus common sense, anything's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, even in World Junior, you saw the players now wearing it. I Some of them that. are still trying to get around it. You can tell like it's not their, their thing. I do believe it'll become a normal habit soon. Yep. One of the points in that that I find extremely important, because I remember being that kid and I my idols were everything, whatever they wore, I wanted to wear. I know 
so one of the things that we're paying attention to is yes, yeah, style matters. And so if it looks like it's doc doctor prescribed, which kind of the donut looks like, um, we want it to look more gladiator, almost like more motor motocross gear, uh, but super comfortable, breathable, and everything you'd expect. Our hope is in the end, they don't even realize they're wearing it. Mm -hmm. That's the design yeah. yeah. Right. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Now, do you ever think, Jason, that, you know, you kind of hit the jackpot here because there's this huge problem with safety? We knew we wanted to protect players five years ago. Um, how we were going to do it was starting with the base layers with cut resistance. Do I think it's a jackpot moment? Well, my hope is, as we know, innovation takes time. Mm -hmm. So today's generation of product, as we look forward, what will it be in two years? What will it be in three years? In the end, yes, there's there's a market that needs these products. War Road needs a fair amount of attention at this point because it's it's truly growing at, at a pace that, you know, you always hope for these white hot moments in a brand. But we did know and the amount of pictures I get from moms where their kid gets a skate cut. And, you know, it's it's affects the whole family. Yeah. Also grew up. I remember my hockey moms want to protect their kids and, you know, don't get in the way of a hockey mom because they want to take care of business. I know we're serious. We're serious. Yeah. Don't mess with us, Jason. Don't true. mess with our hockey players. I know it's so true. Now, why do you think though, Jason, you know, these kids grow up, they wear a neck guard, you know, when they're young, but as they get older, like where is that all of a sudden it's okay to take it off? I mean, I just don't, I don't understand how that happens. You know, they wear it for so many years as a youth hockey player. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I mean, same, why same are they so with, stubborn, Jason? Tell same me. Thing with, same thing with shields. Like when I, when I was a kid, we had to wear a mask until you played juniors. And I have to admit, you know, I couldn't wait to take my mask off because it, it number one, it symbolized the new level. You know, you felt more professional. You looked more professional. And, you know, that's that's kind of what you were striving for your whole life. And so some of it is just mimicking a look. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you, all your NHL heroes don't have neck protection, I don't think the kids realize how many NHL kids or players actually, I say kids because they are kids, but. Right. They're kids <laughs> compared to us, Jason. <laughs> for sure. But they wear a ton of wrist protection. More and more players are going to be wearing neck protection. They also wear the cut resistant socks and oh. they, they're paying attention to it. And, yeah. you know, our generation, we wore cotton T-shirts under our gear. Well, every aspect of the sport is elevated from, yep. from training to equipment, to the pace of the game, the size of the players, the technology and the sticks. And so, you know, safety has, has to keep pace with that. Now, Jason, as the CEO and co-founder of War Road, what other what what's like your best piece of advice for other entrepreneurs and small businesses out there in 2024? I feel like you were able to, like I said, have a problem. You offer the solution. You're so passionate about hockey. So I yeah. feel like almost some of your advice might be to be pursuing something you're passionate about because I feel like you've probably had all this success because you're so passionate about hockey, but tell me what your best piece of advice is. This is just one of those, I'll say cosmic moments where your passion for a sport and your passion in your career, they collided for me, you know? So being a, and I've spent my whole life career wise in technical apparel end use driven products. So from mountain biking to mountaineering to kayaking, you name it. That's what I did. Now that I get to marry that with 
ice hockey, it's a pretty incredible moment on a personal level. Cause you're right. I come to work. It doesn't feel like work. You know, I, I get to talk to all the pro players and so we get to create player a product they love and they have much more input than people know. I can tell you if it doesn't get approved by the NHL players, we don't put it out in the market. The other thing I'll say is in the world of brands, everyone comes in and kind of fragments their brand quickly. And when I say that, like a hockey company is also a lacrosse company, also a most people would say, well, you got to scale the business. And I, and I agree with that. But I'll tell you, when it comes to War Road, we are a hockey company. And if it's not right for hockey, we won't make it. And if it's not proven and designed by the best players in the world, we won't make it. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to have that focus, I think is a superpower. Whereas if in the same moment I'm trying to make lacrosse gear and I'm trying to figure out what that player needs compared to a hockey player, I feel like it gets diluted doesn't mean in the future state there's not product assortments that go to adjacent markets, but today it's 100% hockey. And so I guess my point would be when you get the opportunity to marry your passions and then be hell-bent on the focus in one area, I feel like the execution is much better. Let's talk a little bit about community too. I feel like you know you guys have been really good about communicating with your community and your customers like how important is that relationship when you're, you know, as you're the CEO and the co-founder of the brand, let's talk about how you feel about your community. Do you actually take their feedback into account and just, you know, how is that relationship? How important is that relationship? It's a huge part. You know, if there's anything you learn with age, when you're a young person in brands or product creation, it's usually about your personal interests. If you don't pay attention to what the customer's saying, there's a lot of theories about brand, right? Like, but it, I think any customer feedback you can get is a gift. And especially, you know, one of the things that comes up and with our product is, Hey, why is it so expensive? And it is one of those moments where as a, a person of brand and understanding price tiering and retail relationships and what the customer perceives, our thing was, if we're going to protect players, it has to be the best. And there's different cut le- level, uh, cut levels for resistance and we keep at the highest level we can with that comes an expense you know it's not i could make a less expensive product but i don't think we'd feel as good about its protective nature if we take shortcuts and so that's been that's been a big i'll say commitment is we will be premium positioned because to build the most protective product doesn't come at a less expensive price so what's ahead for War Road for the rest of 2024? You're just basically trying to keep up with the demand, getting out, pushing out the product, getting yeah. it in more and more players' hands. Is that what's ahead for 2024? Yeah, not to get too into the nuts and bolts of the business, but, but there's really about four segments of the business. And so Tylo's one segment, and Tylo's all about cut resistance, and we'll have multiple, I'll say, styles in that, that area. The other aspect of the business is our team business. And so we truly create team kits that are higher level, I'll say modern design and definitely more performance-based textiles. So we don't take shortcuts there either, even much so much that Ionic Plus actually trickled down into team as well as the training gear. The training piece is really important to me. As a hockey player, I used to always like any hockey t-shirt I could get my hands on would be the shirt I'd work out in. Mm-hmm. It was because I wanted to associate myself with hockey and all the brands that were out there from Adidas to Nike to Reebok at the time, they were all kind of ball sports driven. 
And so we're spending a ton of energy on the training aspect of the business. And it also helps our retail partners for a four season business. So it's not just hockey season, but there's a fair amount of focus on the training gear for, for the summertime as well. And then lastly, we're doing logo and we're also staying the same way. And so any merch you get from, when I say that, it's it's all built in Peru. It's organic cottons. Um, it's a vertical supply chain. And you'll pay a little bit more, but it will be the best hoodie or the best t-shirt you've worn. And that's kind of our commitment across the whole the whole range of product. Yeah, that's great. Love the quality. It's so important, quality control. Now, how involved is TJ Oshi in the day-to-day with you, Jason? Um, obviously, obviously, he's busy with the caps, but... He is, but I'll tell you what, TJ is a great business partner. Um, if I need access to somebody, I get it immediately. If I need feedback on product design, I get it immediately. He's a, everything you think TJ Oshi is, he is. Like there's there's no like uh, celebrity TJ and then behind the scenes, same guy all the time. And I what I always say is what I love about hockey is you could be making 10 million bucks a year as an NHL player, or you could be playing junior B somewhere. And it's all the same character. There's a ton of work that it takes to be a hockey player. And Osh is, I mean, he's hes a hero in this country, in the U.S., and he's a hero globally. But he's been a huge part. Anytime I need him, I text him, and he's hes back to me as long as he's not on the ice. He, he's back immediately. We love him. hes In our house, we love him so much. So it's so good to hear all that. And then real quick, how, how were you able to, like, how did War Road not, like, already have something set up i mean i can't believe that you guys picked this so, amazing hockey town in minnesota and you were able to the one thing they didn't have was the url and uh-huh. to be totally open with you it was like the first thing we had to do is go meet with the town of war road and so we went up there and actually it was probably helpful that tj was carrying the stanley cup with him at the time oh okay that works but they're they're amazing. There's a whole team up there. Obviously, Marvin Windows is kind of a big hub of that community. They've been great. We're very supportive of the community of War Road. We're doing a Hockey Day Minnesota, which is coming up here in the end of January. We're a big sponsorship. We're helping them out with merch there. Oh, that's uh, cool. We also support their youth hockey. Um, if you look at the War Road high school hockey teams, girls and boys, you see them all wearing the Tylos with neck protection. Um, but they're outstanding humans. And I think hopefully we're both proud of each other. Yep. Brand is doing what we said we'd do. And the town's just incredible and such a huge inspiration for, for War Road. And then real quick, Jason, how does everyone follow along? You're, you can give us your Instagram, your website. And then if people want to do get on the wait list and do the pre-ordering, how does that all work? So we're warroad.com. Pretty simple one. As far as uh, on social, hopefully you follow us, Warroad Hockey Co. Um, we've also got a TikTok channel. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I want to say this because it's important to me as a, as a leader of the brand is we do want customer feedback. And as we do this together, like innovation does take time. But, you know, we want to make the best product and make sure that players are as safe as possible. And I know you speak to a lot of hockey moms and you brought up pure hockey. They've been great partners. They were actually early adopters. They could see this movement coming and they've been, they've been great to work with, but yeah, that's, that's really where the, I'll say the center point of this brand is protect players first. And then ultimately, hopefully we can modernize the game through team kits as well as our, our new training apparel. 
Yeah, it's so great. The hockey moms everywhere are cheering, cheering on War Road. Thank you so much, Jason. Honestly, just knowing that you guys are working really hard to get more product into people's hands, into players' hands, into their bags, on their on their bodies. I just really appreciate it. And I just appreciate you coming on to share all the good news about all the good work that War Road is doing in 2024. So thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.